0: Welcome to the Nourishing Autism Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the research on autism and dietary changes, nutrition supplements, and lifestyle modifications. Every week, we break down nutrition topics in an easy to understand way for you to feel less overwhelmed and feel confident on your nutrition journey with autism. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nourishing Autism Podcast. I'm your host, Britton Coleman, Autism Dietitian, and I'm excited to dive into this week's topic, which is getting started with nutrition. First of all, I'd just like to thank everybody who celebrated with me this past week with the podcast launch and who rated my podcast or left a review. It meant so much to me, and I truly, truly appreciate you. The podcast actually ranked number three in the U.S. for nutrition, and I'm so excited and so grateful because you all made that happen. So just sending a quick thank you for everybody who celebrated in the launch of the podcast with me, who's listened and shared. I am so appreciative of you, and I would love for you to continue to share. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. So we're gonna start off this podcast by answering one of the most common questions that I get, which is, I feel so overwhelmed, where do I even begin? So if you've ever felt overwhelmed or intimidated by Nutrition for Autism, you are not alone what 's confusing is that everybody on the internet has their own opinion of what 's right or wrong for autism, and there are plenty of people online with large followings who have no scientific backing to their method and no credentials, which is kind of scary there's also social media culture, judgment, the pressure to be perfect, all of these things that are influencing you and making you feel uh, judged overwhelmed inadequate, all of the above so We're really going to set out to address that and start with the basics before we dive into the really advanced topic of nutrition and help you feel less overwhelmed and ready to get started. So the internet makes nutrition seem easy, one size fits all, and very black and white. And if you ask me what is nutrition not, I would say all of those things. Nutrition should be research-based, individualized, realistic, and most importantly, sustainable. So online you're going to hear people tossing around some really complex topics when it comes to nutrition for autism like yeast overgrowth or dysbiosis, MTHFR gene mutation, removing glutamates, salicylates, oxalates, you name it, and there's all these really overwhelming topics that maybe you had never heard of before that can just make it really frustrating. So while these things could be helpful and might be one of the pieces to your child's nutrition, you do not have to dive into the deep end and all of these different topics to see progress. We really wanna start off with the basics. So I often recommend that families that get started with me, get started with those basics before going into those advanced topics so basically wading into the shallow end and learning to swim and then comfortably swimming into the deep end before you actually jump in we want to master the basics before going into those really advanced topics and this is going to be something that helps you reduce your overwhelm and start with something more manageable and really build the groundwork for your child and for your family so while you're listening to this episode or any episode for that matter go ahead and get out a piece of paper and draw a big line down the middle of it vertically. So you can pause this podcast and go grab and get a piece of paper and a pen if you would like and do this exercise together. So if you are doing this in real time, on the left, you're going to begin by writing down all of the things that you want to try that sound interesting, things that you want to get to one day. After you make this big list, we will start by moving things over to the right. So the things that you have the capacity to change now or this week. So on the left, everything that you want to try. On the right, the things that you have the capacity to change right now or soon. So we're working on progress, not perfection. These small changes add up. It doesn't have to be black and white. You don't have to do everything all at once. In fact, doing it this way where you make these small changes over time is going to make this so much more sustainable long-term which is what we want. You know, I don't want you to just make this huge overhaul and then completely burn out a week from now and toss in the towel and say oh it didn't work nutrition isn't for me I tried it didn't you know see any progress a week is not enough time for you to see progress nutrition takes time we want these changes to be sustainable and manageable for you long term you're balancing a lot of things as a parent who has a child on the spectrum you're in different therapies you're managing IEPs you're juggling all these pieces nutrition can be really overwhelming so just starting off with that small piece and building on top of it it's going to help you keep this sustainable and manageable. It's going to be different for everybody too. Everybody is going to be able to handle different things depending on their current situation. There may be certain things that hold you back from making all the progress that you want to have short term. That might be that your child is a selective eater. It could be financial. It could be that you don't have the time. So this really will look different for everybody. And keep in mind that everybody on the autism spectrum, on and off the spectrum, we're so uniquely different. There's no one size fits all approach. There's no one exact method or timeline. So this is going to be what works well for your child, what works for your family, and how we're going to do this long term. We're working on Progress, not perfection. And that is a really important lesson that I recommend everybody um, learn and repeat back to themselves. So let's get started with the basics. The most important thing that we want to do for nutrition for autism is to support the gut. So if you haven't heard of it, there's something called the gut brain connection, which is basically the bi directional connection between the gut and the brain. The gut affecting the brain and the brain affecting the gut. It's such an important topic to cover and it's huge for autism, but it can also relate to many other conditions like anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, you know, the gut brain connection is just so incredibly interesting and so important for kids with autism our diet is so fundamental in gut health and there are many other variables like stress levels your environment your age if you were born via c-section or breastfed or formula fed there's so many different pieces that can affect your gut bacteria and diet is a huge huge piece of that we all have good bacteria and bad bacteria living in our gut It's actually estimated that we have over 100 trillion total bacteria living in our gut, which is insane. So what we want to do is grow the good bacteria and starve out the bad bacteria. The good bacteria, love fiber. They love foods that are rich in fiber. We're thinking whole foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. All of these foods are great to feed that beneficial bacteria. For kids who are selective and don't eat a lot of fiber, you can figure this out also by tracking what they're eating and telling up how many grams of fiber per day are they actually eating. And if they're not hitting the mark for their age, which I have the estimated amounts for uh, each age and gender for fiber listed in the fiber note in the autism nutrition library. So you can go find that to figure out what your child needs per day. But if your child isn't meeting the mark, we can work on building in foods that do contain fiber that they like, but if they're not going to accept those foods so quickly, we could talk about adding in a fiber supplement like a prebiotic to fill in the gap while we work on expanding the diet. To support the gut, we also want to get in probiotics, which can be in the form of a supplement or from fermented foods. Many different fermented foods like kimchi, kefir, these options introduce good bacteria into the gut. Keep in mind that probiotic supplements are not all created equal, so you want to make sure that you're getting a high-quality probiotic, and you can find more information on that as well in the Autism Nutrition Library. We want to take out artificial food additives like sweeteners, preservatives, colors, removing pesticides, so trying to choose organic as much as possible. Removing refined sugars, added sugars, I'm not talking fruit here, we're talking added sugars, cane sugar, corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, some of those foods that are feeding the bacteria in our gut that is not beneficial. And then also addressing any common food sensitivities. It's common to see kids with autism sensitive to dairy gluten soy and corn among other things and so if you notice that your child has uh, certain trigger foods you might want to consider some of those foods or taking a food journal to figure out what they are reacting to and how we can reduce or remove that food Keep in mind, if your child is already a really selective eater, we don't want to start pulling out big groups of food. You know, if they only eat five different foods and gluten and dairy are in all of those foods, we want to add before we subtract. So that's going to be a huge topic that we talk about in a later episode. uh, But I do recommend working to add in foods, finding alternatives, instead of just removing all of those foods right away. That can put you in a really sticky situation if the child is not going to start eating new foods. Uh, Selective eating does not just resolve with hunger. It really implements sensory processing issues. If you haven't listened to episode number three about picky eating and autism, I do advise you to go listen to that to learn more about why kids with autism are likely to be selective. And then another piece that we want to integrate are brain healthy foods, which are going to be foods like healthy fats, like omega-3s and omega-9s including fatty fish, flax, chia, walnuts, olive oil, avocado oil, some of these brain healthy fats that are going to support the brain, lean proteins, organic grass-fed beef, pastured chicken, eggs, etc. And then antioxidant foods like berries, broccoli, green veggies, dark chocolate even, oranges, nuts, seeds, turmeric, etc. Similar to supporting the gut, taking out artificial food additives, added sugars, and then also thinking about MSG. So any foods that contain MSG are free glutamates and processed and fried foods. Glutamates can cause uh, hyperactivity in kids that are sensitive or anxiety so if you don't know what glutamates are I'll have an episode on that too but you can definitely go refer back to the autism nutrition library and then like I said removing processed and fried foods can be great to avoid excess amounts of omega-6 fatty acids which can be inflammatory in high amounts so now refer back to that piece of paper with the line down the middle If you have the capacity to change some of these things now, let's do it. But if you don't, no matter the reason, whether it's picky eating, finances, a time restriction, et cetera, work on these things gradually. Continue to add things over to the other column and say, this is something that I can handle right now. This is something that I'm able to do this week. I have the capacity to move forward. After you've done it, cross it off your list and pull the next thing into the column that you're able to handle right now. It doesn't have to be black and white, you don't have to do everything at once, we're thinking progress over perfection. And of course this is just the basics, but I want you to start here before diving into really advanced topics, we want to get this nailed down, and then in the next episode we're going to talk about how to balance your child's plate, and that's going to be also one of the basics that I want you to get started before moving on to these really, really advanced topics. So I basically built a membership to help parents get started and reduce overwhelm. It's called the Autism Nutrition Library, and it's a membership for parents of kids on the spectrum wanting to use nutrition to help their kids feel great. So on top of all the information on supplements and diets, foods, symptoms, conditions, you name it, I also have kid-friendly recipes to nourish kids on the spectrum and a members-only community forum to support you. I would love to support you and connect with you there. You can also find me on Instagram at Autism Dietitian please share if you listened to this episode and it spoke to you. I am just grateful that you joined me this week as we're taking the guesswork out of nourishing autism. Please click subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes are published. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so appreciative if you left a five-star rating and or review. Have a great week, everybody, and I will see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by the Autism Nutrition Library, a one-stop hub and community for all things autism nutrition, created to help you explore evidence-based nutrition approaches that have proved to be effective to help individuals with autism feel their best, do their best, and be their best. Join now by visiting autismnutritionlibrary.com or by stopping by my Instagram at autismdietitian. See you next week.